This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and I have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Gina, good to see you. How are you, my dear? Hello, Liz. I guess nice what you. we are talking about today, we are talking about cheating. Man or woman, cheating is very common. Cheating relationship-wise? Yes. In terms of... Infidelity. Infidelity. Yes, infidelity. You know, there's a lot of misnomers about why people cheat. I think that... And there's a lot of different convoluted things about cheating and when to seek a marriage counselor and all that kind of stuff. So what people do and why they do what they do as far as cheating and infidelity goes could be coming from a whole different place than we thought it was. Didn't we used to think that this was just a sexual thing? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So when we talk about cheating, intrinsically you think, I think about, oh, a sexual relationship with someone else. But what about cheating if someone's having just a little little conversation, a little texting going on mm. with another partner. That's still cheating. That's still cheating. Yeah. If you're keeping it a secret. Okay. Right? All right. If you're not telling your spouse what you're doing, then I consider that to be cheating. There's some, you know, a lot of people that have different views on that. But if you're keeping it a secret, you are cheating. If you're having intimate conversations with somebody else, you are cheating. It doesn't have to be the actual act of a sexual relationship, right? Because with the internet, social media and all that kind of stuff, you can do a whole lot of non-touching cheating over the internet, Mm -hmm. right? Intimate conversations, sexting, the all of the above. 75% of men cheat. Hmm. 68% of women cheat. 4% of married couples will cheat at some point in their marriage. And 18% only admit to cheating. Well, that's because what? It might ruin what you have. And a lot of people, when they cheat, it's they're looking for an emotional connection, right? They're looking for more of emotional connection. They're it's coming from a place of anger or low self-esteem, lack of love in their marriage, lack of commitment, variety, neglect in the relationship sexual desire, circumstances that they find themselves in. Can you relate to any of that? Would you think that men and women would be looking for something besides just a sexual partner? I know I never thought of that until they really started researching it. Interesting, but I guess in today's day and age where people are looking for instant gratification or instant anything, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to wait for any, we don't want to wait for anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. A physical emotional affair uh, with someone other than your spouse that you're keeping a secret is going to be an affair. It's going to be cheating. Cheating is devastating to anyone that's ever been through it. Have you ever been cheated on? I know I have. It's horrible. Right. I mean, I was absolutely devastated. That was back in the day. But I mean, it was absolutely devastating because, you know, you if that's a sexual thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's an intimate thing that you share with each other, that if somebody shares it with somebody else in your marriage, in your relationship or whatever it may be, that has broken that trust, broken that sacred bond. That's how I always looked at it. But it's very, very, very common. Um, Men and women that are going through midlife crisis, they'll see people going out and deciding to cheat, deciding to um, get their emotional needs met by somebody else. 
If you're thinking about different things that would make somebody want to cheat and why they would do it, do you think it's more about emotional connections or a desire for change? I think it's a combination of both because all too often you hear people say, well, I didn't mean for this to happen. This, is what, this isn't how I started out. I was just talking to, Yeah, I just you know, was texting with, or I was just messaging with. So mm-hmm. I don't, there are, there are people who say they didn't, that's not what they set out to do. Sure. So is it attention seeking behavior? Is it looking for something else? Is it yeah. a little variety? It can be, you know, it can be any one of those things. And one of the things is, is <clears throat> let's say you're working long hours with the same people over and over again. You see them more than you see your own family, mm-hmm. wife and children, right? Mm-hmm. You're spending more time with a with someone else, less, you know, someone you work with. You hear that statement all the time. That's my work wife, my mm-hmm. work husband, because you guys are together all the time. Um, I've on the news. If you ever look at any of the bios and Wikipedia of people's relationships, newscasters and things like that that have, that have been out, or politicians that are out on the road constantly, they've all had four and five marriages, or marry somebody that they uh, work with. You know, another newscaster, another author, or something like that. When you're spending all that time together, it definitely can lead down that path. Um, I'm sure that a lot of it starts out innocently, and then can you know manifest into something else. One of the things though that we do know with women, if a woman is in a relationship, women will tend to, and this is just a blanket statement, tend to tolerate more than a man will, right? A man would cheat, I think, before a woman would. Hmm. And women, um, a lot of times what happens with them is it just, you know, if they're in a rough relationship, if things aren't going well for them and they're having a hard time with their spouse, they are out and about doing things and they meet someone who's suddenly complimenting them, telling them you look beautiful, you know, you're married, maybe we could just have coffee. And so slowly, slowly the woman, you know, oh, okay, well, maybe that's, you know, oh, maybe I will. Oh, really, me? Wow, you think I'm beautiful? Blah, 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 right? Next thing you know, they're having an intimate affair with somebody. And a lot of these things, and one of the things that can happen is that these affairs don't last forever. And now you've given up an entire lifetime with somebody else for somebody that you may not stay married to, which also leads us to once a cheater, always a cheater. What do you think of that? Right. So if if you're in a relationship and your, your spouse has cheated mm-hmm. and you decide to work it out, go to counseling, seek therapy, seek what is, what's the likelihood that 20 years later, they'll do it again. Pretty high. But one of the things is, let me say, let's just wrap that backwards a little bit. Many people go to a marriage counselor when everything's down the poop chute and out the pooper. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. gone. It's over. The relationship is done and they haven't worked on the stuff when it started to surface many, many years before that, right? Mm -hmm. There is no reason why someone you were married to originally, and I've been married twice, so I'll be honest here. I've been married twice. We didn't break up because of cheating, but I kind of grew out of my first husband. That does happen, Mm -hmm. but maybe when we started having problems, had we seen a marriage counselor, maybe we could have made our way through that, right? I was in an entirely different headspace then though. I think I changed a lot mm-hmm. and he remained the same. But, you know, when you are when you go to a marriage counselor after all of this has happened, after you've been so deeply hurt, how are you supposed to trust somebody, right? So if somebody does cheat on you, you have to go back into this with 
<clears throat> the thought of, you know, I'm going to let this go. We've made up. It's okay. Come what may, we are going to be together now, and I'm not going to let this affect the rest of our marriage. This isn't something that you can bring up every time you have an argument because mm. that's not going to help. Mm -hmm. That's not going to help with anything. You know, what would you say is probably the key to a successful marriage that nobody would want to cheat? I mean, is there really any kind of a, any kind of a recipe for that, for a super successful marriage where no one will cheat? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, marriage is hard to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's it's never easy. And for anybody who says, oh, it was the easiest thing in the world, I, I'm not sure who you who you were married to or what your marriage was like because it's it's not easy. There's always something. You know, it's two people coming together and there's conflict in some way, even if mm -hmm. it's over the littlest thing, what color to paint something or sure. how to handle a family event or mm -hmm. just feelings and emotions. So marriage itself is difficult. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine said one time, go ahead and find somebody else who's just going to come with a new bag of problems. It's true, right? Yeah. It's one of the wisest things she ever said. Sure. I mean, we're always looking for Mr. Goodbar, Mrs. Goodbar on the other side, somebody right. who's going to be offering. That's that's where I'm going to find my happiness is mm -hmm. with this person, right? Yeah, the devil you know versus the devil you don't, right? Yes, exactly. And so many people if you know one of the things that i always say if someone has cheated and the spouse hasn't found out dear lord don't tell them <laughs> don't tell them that's that is only for you to absolve yourself of all sin oh so you're saying if you are the cheating spouse yes and it's over and it's over and your spouse has never found out. You've managed to keep it a secret for yes. three, six, nine years, months, days, whatever uh -huh. the time is. Not to say, hey, guess what? We need to have a talk. I was having an affair. Not to tell them. Mm -hmm. Not to, why? Because it's only going to hurt them. It's only going to devastate them. It's going to make you feel like, oh, woo. I'm glad that's off my shoulders. I'm glad mm. I've got that off my back. I feel great. And you look over and your spouse is sitting there in a crumbled pile in the corner going, I, I didn't need to know that. I didn't want to hear that. If I didn't know, what I don't know won't hurt me. And that's true. I mean, a lot of us can live in denial and say, you know, I, I, you know, I have a sneaking suspicion he or she is cheating, but I'm not, I don't have any actual evidence and I'm not going to pursue evidence like someone I know right now, her sister, he's got a couple kids with a couple other women. She knows all this, da, 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 da. But she didn't want to give up her security. That's a whole mm -hmm. nother thing. That's, you know, a very desperate woman who is, you know, living a lie and that's extremely sad. So if you were in a situation and you suspect, yeah, you think, mm, I wonder if they've got something else going on. Well, what are some what are some typical signs? signs. Mm -hmm. Improved appearance. Improved appearance. I know my husband looks like a homeless man. Okay, <laughs> no matter so what. So you I, know he's not cheating. I know he's not. If he is, the woman's really desperate. Okay, I love my <laughs> husband to death. The man's a handsome man, but he looks like a homeless man. I buy him all these clothes, and he will only wear them in sequential order, according okay. to shredding. All right, like how destroyed they are. I have to take stuff, I will throw it in the trash and he will fish it out and put it back on. I'm not even joking, okay? So we know he's not che he's not cheating, but if someone all of a sudden has taken a different interest in their appearance. <laughs> Absolutely. And let me just say this, you know, I'm not home a lot. So, well, I am home a lot now, but in the past I was home, uh, not home a lot. And this is another thing about your confidence in your partner. 
if Scott, my husband Scott, is going to cheat on me, which he could be, the male lady comes by all the time. They have a lot of chats together. <laughs> He's always at Tractor Supply. Maybe there's somebody over there he likes. I don't know. If I don't know, I'm not going to worry about it. But if it presents itself to me, then I'll do something about it. You know, I don't have time to worry about that. So it has to do with trust. You're not worried when he goes to Tractor Supply or talks to the mail lady. Trust me, I have walked in Tractor Supply and he's having a pretty heavy duty conversation (laughs) over the cat food. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's get going. Okay, that's innocent flirting. Right. That's innocent flirting. I know what he's doing. I know this guy. He used to be a man whore. I know him. I've known him since he was 12. Mm -hmm. Okay. That he likes that men need to have their egos boosted, not to trash men. I love men. I have three older brothers. I love men. But they do need that gentle rubbing that, yeah, you know what? You know, you're still good looking. You could still get a chick. So it becomes a problem when they are taking it the more than just flirting with the yeah, tractor take it to clerk, a new level. Taking it to a new level. Well, you'll notice that if you, you know, take somebody to task like that that is trying to flirt with you and you're like, oh yeah? You know, they'll go, oh, wait a minute, I'm just kidding around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are just bluffing, mm-hmm. a lot of bluffing. So there's a lot of different variances here. But if you have your husband suddenly changes his schedule that he's had for the 20 years you've been married or 13 years you've been married, suddenly he's not going to work at time uh, on the same time, coming home at the same time, suddenly overnight trips or whatever. Yeah, that's a clear indicator. Maybe something's up. Also, um, improved appearance like we were talking about. What if they're going to the gym a lot, Mm -hmm. sudden weight loss, getting a new hairdo, more trendy, buying a groovy new car, right? We call that a midlife crisis, air quotes here. Mm -hmm. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. You see doctors doing that all the time, right? They're on like their third nurse, right? When the one they really loved who really actually gave a shit about them was the one who put them through school, the first Mm -hmm. wife, right? Um, Guards their phone, that's another one. We did that, our whole topic on social media, right? You might want to check your husband's phone on occasion. I know I do. If we're being honest, mm-hmm. I do. What's he got going on in there? You know, just a slight little sniff around. You can't be too stupid, right? You're just taking a little look around. No big deal. No constant thing. But occasionally if something pops up on my husband's phone, I'm like, who's that? Oh, okay. You know, it's not a big deal. There's nothing wrong with that. But he could, but also we're leaving our phones laying around the house. So I don't think if I'm having an affair, I am going to be hiding my phone. So, okay. So someone who's going to maybe hide their phone yeah. or restrict the sure. access. Or- sure. Put the code in plus face plus thumbprint. Yeah. Then there's something going on. <laughs> something definitely, because a lot of people don't want to leave a relationship until they're actually positively sure You've watched enough ID Mm -hmm. that this is the one that's going to work out, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you have to look at it in that way that they are guarding something for a reason. Showering too often. I see this a lot in my practice. They'll say, every time he comes home, you know, on a late night, he jumps right in the shower. Well, that could be because he's feeling dirty, even though he has a desk job, I don't know. Or it could be he may be having an affair or her, he or her, but... You know, definitely it's something to take into consideration. Emotionally detached. They are less connected to you than they ever were before. And a lot of this can be used to engage in arguments. There was a lot of bickering, a lot of bitching, bickering, back and Mm -hmm. forth, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly they're not doing that anymore because you know what? They're not engaged. They're not engaged with you any longer. Suddenly they're in a better mood. They're kind of more chipper, happier, you know, and then you say, "What's going on with you?" Yeah, there's the the belief if you think they're having an affair, they are. 
Like they say, you know, trust your in- instinct. Your gut instinct. Your gut instinct. If you, you think can they're tell. having an affair, they are. Mm-hmm. They very well could be. And um, because you know them inside and out, you know how they mm-hmm. operate and you know when uh, they're possibly a little too excited, a little over the top, a little feeling a little too free and fancy and could really care less what you have to say. So when you find out, or if you find out, let's say you find out they slip up, they leave their phone about, or you mm-hmm. you find out somehow, you as the, the married spouse who's you yeah. know, all of a sudden you realize your your spouse is having an affair. What's what should you do as the the person who's being? Well, like I was saying, if you can, let's say you're going through your relationship in your marriage and you're finding difficulties, hiccups. Typically, mm-hmm. when I see people for marriage counseling, they're still in love and engaged, but they need to do something because they don't want to see their relationship end. So they want a, a way to fix it before it becomes something bad right? Mm -hmm. That is typically when you start seeing a marriage counselor. So be aware of that. Your marriage counselor starts long before somebody's having an affair. But if you do go, if you do find out they're having an affair and that both parties genuinely want to stay in the relationship, then you can get with a marriage counselor to help you get over the past indiscretions, right? And to be able to feel better about it. One of the things you don't want to do is ask for every detail, and that is human nature to want to ask for every detail. Oh, to know what's he or she look like. What is their, why, yeah. what did you, oh, yeah. oh, got it. When were you doing this? What days exactly? Was this when you were going to, you know, saying yeah, you were I going would, to your mom's? I would think intrinsically you would want to know all those yeah. things. And you're saying not to, not to. Don't not do to, it to yourself. Okay. Even though you want to know, don't right. do it to yourself. The first decision you have to make is, do I want to stay with this person? Are they worth it? Do I love them enough to put up with this? Because the potential of them doing this again is like almost 50%. Hmm. So do you want them to do, Do you, you know, will you be able to handle this again? A serial cheater is exactly what that is, a serial cheater. Can you live with that? Can you? But I see this good side to her, him or her. No, it doesn't matter. That's something within themselves they have to work on. It's some need for uh, validation and self-esteem issues that they need to work on. Well, they can do that on their own time alone somewhere else. They can't keep tearing up our household and dragging you through the shredder, right? So it's very important that you don't have, if you decide that this is what we want to do, we want to stay together. I know about the affair. I love him. She loves me. It was just one of those things. We are going to move forward. Don't put yourself through the hell of knowing every last detail about this person. And it's something you're going to want to do, but it's not going to be helpful. It isn't going to be helpful to either one of you. Um, Another thing that the other person will do when they're caught will blame you. Oh, because you didn't do yeah, A, B, or C. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah. They'll blame you. Not everybody does this, but they'll blame you and they will try to portray themselves as a victim. Feel sorry for me. Mm-hmm. Feel sorry for me. Here I am. I've been caught. I'm in a corner. I'm so depressed. I'm so upset. I'm crying. I... I, oh God, poor me, poor me. Look at, look at what happened. Are they crying because they're sorry or are they crying because they're caught? Caught because they're caught. Um, they may feel sorry for what they've done, but it certainly isn't for the cross for you to bear. It certainly isn't for you to sit there and watch them sit in a heap when you've been torn to shreds emotionally. Mm-hmm. This isn't about them. It's about you. 
I think that's where we lose sight. Oh, he's just suffering so bad. He's so depressed. He feels so bad about mm-hmm. what he's done. The poor thing. No, whoa, 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 wait a minute. How did this all get misconstrued that he's the victim here and I'm not the victim? So get that straight in your head, first so, of all. So if the, the cheating spouse is crying, are there, are there tears genuine? They could be. They could be. Maybe they they regret what they've done or maybe they're just crocodile tears or they don't like being put in a corner. They don't like being found out. And mm-hmm. they're like, now what do I do? Now what do I do? You know, I have children. We have a home. We're invested in this relationship. I mean, it was a fling or it wasn't, or I think I can see a life of this person, but I'm not really sure. That is something for them to figure out on their own. One of the best things you can do if somebody has cheated is take some time. You know, if you have the ability and the finances, and I understand many people don't do this, but staying in the same household, especially if you have children and duking this out on a daily basis, because it's it's intrinsic intrinsic in our human nature to want to say, you know, you know, even the, yeah, the kids can't hear, you know what, um, I did ABC for you, you asshole, you know, and blah, 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 and you're out banging, blah, 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 you know, and, and, and you know, some ugly fight erupts out of mm-hmm. nothing over where's the bacon, you know, you know it's just, so it's best in the infancy of all this, if you have the ability to get one of you out of the house, you know, somebody to stay with somebody else and just kind of take some time apart, that it really helps you to understand in what you want, first of all. Do I really want to be with him or her? Do we really have a marriage we can work on? How long has this been going on? How bad has it been? And how for how long? Is there a guideline? So if you find yourself in that situation and you say, okay, my spouse has been having an affair and we're going to work through this. Is there a guideline to say how long it will take to work through it? I mean, should I give it, you know, six weeks, six months, six years? Like what's the timeline? <clears throat> you know, that's for everybody to decide. I can't tell somebody ever in my practice who, when to leave someone, but I've heard some stuff you would just be shocked at mm-hmm. that it's, you know, serial che- cheating and they're like, but, but he, but he, you know, it, there's certain people like that, that I will say there's no helping you because you won't help yourself. Mm -hmm. Because what I was going to say next is what is your part in this? You have, everybody has a part to play in every single situation, every single situation. What is our part in this? And what have we done that have, what have I overlooked? Okay, let's look at it that way. What have I overlooked? We're, uh, the fact that you two have been fighting for years and you haven't gone to somebody to talk about it, that you let this go by or he let that go by, or you've been frustrated and angry because of A, B, or C, um, or maybe you needed to see a therapist. Maybe your hormones were out of whack. Maybe he had an illness and you didn't, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. There's Mm -hmm. so many, what is your part in all of this? And how can you accept this person going forward? And plenty of times there is no cure and separation is best in divorce. But then we have finances and children in that. And that's why it's good. You know, I'm always bumping up a therapist, not because I'm a therapist, but because of what therapists have done for me. I mean, you know, I've been there, done that. If I, Sylvia Hernandez, if it weren't for her, she saved my life right? If I didn't have her to talk to. And it's kind of a mediator. Somebody who is listening unbiased, is listening to both sides of the story, listening to you and your complaints and the things that you need and helping you to get a better understanding of your thought process. I don't know about you, but I know with me and I know with my patients, often they'll say, 
you know, when I check in with them the next session, I'll say, was there anything that, that you've been thinking about since we talked last? And I'll always say, Liz, when you said this or that, and I'm like, wow, it didn't mean much to me, but it meant a lot to them, Mm -hmm. right? A light bulb moment, a light bulb moment. That is why it's so good to have somebody in there who isn't part of the problem that can kind of mediate for you why he's feeling this way while you're, why you're feeling the way you are and all the signs you may have missed years before that, right? So it's very important to understand how he's feeling and you're feeling. But a lot of times, you know, it can be a guilt trip. This is your fault. Never would have happened. And then if we have children involved in it, it just makes it twice as complicated. So it can be difficult to figure out if you should stay or go. Time limit, listen, give yourself a year. That sounds reasonable, right? Sure. Give yourself a year to decide, like, do we want to be together? Do we not want to be together? Um, is this something we can actually work on? What kind of damage are we doing to our children? This is, you know, with 65% divorce rate in this country, this is doing some serious damage to our children. But like we were talking about with social media, this is where we start saying our house is the fun house. Mom's house is a discipline house. This is where we see our children torn apart, you know. Um, this isn't 1955. We've, we're a developed culture. Uh, we are a developed society. Women work, men work, and that's wonderful. But one of the problems is, is consistency with our children. And even in a divorce situation, you have to be consistent with the other parent. Put your feelings to one side on how you're going to parent these kids and help them to grow up to be successful and adults. Not, and not put the kids in the middle. Oh, yeah. Because you... Want mm-hmm. to say, well, you don't know what your father did, or you don't know what your mother did. Sure. So and I see that all the it, time. Sure. Yeah, because it's not creating any healthy habits in children who become adults. No, it is not. And by the way, that's another thing. Let me add this. So if you have a father or a mother who stays in a cheating relationship, you are teaching, this is called a learned behavior, your children to be cheaters. This is true. This is true, true, true. I'm working with a patient currently that her father was a cheater. I have a couple of them. Father was a cheater, and these are females that have cheated throughout. Their mother took him back, took him back, took him back, and they, the females that I'm I'm treating right now are serial cheaters, and they can't have a solid, stable relationship with anybody because they haven't worked through their issues with their dad, their mother watching their dad cheat mm-hmm. over and over again. There were, you know, even with women coming to the house, calling on the phone, all of those kinds of things. So this is learned behavior can be passed down to your kids and that would be a mess, right? So when you're not talking to um, your ex for the benefit of the children, because we want to be vindictive and we want to hurt them, even if we were the cheater, we don't want to take blame for that, then we're only destroying the entire, entire family unit, right? So it's more important that we find our part on what we've done and what is making us want to cheat. So self-awareness is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, self-awareness is knowing why we are the way we are, why we decide to make the decisions we we make. It's very difficult for someone to um, take on the attitude of, I have a part to play in all of this. And what is my part? People rather blame somebody else. Finger pointing is a thing, right? So anger Low self-esteem, if you go into a marriage with low self-esteem, you don't feel that good about yourself. And as your marriage goes on or your job fails, you're feeling low on yourself. You might want to cheat with that little girl or guy over there who's flirting with you a little bit. Oh, that builds me up. That's temporary, right? 
lack of love in marriage. There should always be, always be some degree of love within your marriage. You don't have to be having sex. Sex fades after a while. Then you just have each other. You love each other for who you are. You're, they're your best friend. You want to share things with them. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that connection, that deep connection with each other, that's, that's a loveless marriage. So why wouldn't somebody cheat? That's part of your self-exploration. Where is your commitment? You know, we always see this in polygamous, in polygamy marriages, right? And any of these one shows you'll watch on TV. Oh, we, we have a great thing going here. Yeah, the guy's got 15 wives and they all hate each other. They're jealous. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, insanely jealous. He's getting everything she wants. You're having a low commitment level. Variety and neglect of your marriage. It's got to be honed. It has to be taken care of. I mean, small things like let's go do this instead of bringing another couple with us, let's go alone. So we have that time to talk to each other. Sexual desire. What can we do about that when your sexual desire is higher than his or vice versa? Or if he's having erectile dysfunction or things like that and you want a sexual relationship, there's ways around all those things. But if you don't have an open dialogue, somebody's going to get hurt, right? So you have to be able to talk to one another to discuss what your needs are and what you can do going forward. And remember that confessing is not the best thing to do. What that's going to do is just make you feel better mm. and them feel worse. Some great pieces of advice for anybody who's listening today and they identify yeah. or they hear some of the things that you have said. Their first step should be they contact... They contact their husband or wife and have a sit-down conversation of, listen, this is what I'm suspecting, this is how I'm feeling, and don't, I need you to validate my feelings, whether right or wrong. If you are seeing somebody or something's going on, you, you know, end it. End it right now. If nothing's going on, then we need to see a marriage counselor to help work on our communication level, because I see us going nowhere. And then slowly but surely, you take responsibility for your part, they take responsibility for theirs, and hopefully you can come back together, but everybody remain adult about it and own your shit, as I always say. <laughs> Great advice. Yes. On a difficult topic. Very difficult topic, but you know, there's a lot of it going on out there and it's really important. So people need to understand that the things that you see your neighbors doing could possibly be going on in your own home. Very true. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us today and your insight. Thank you, Jeannie, for joining me. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional. 